listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 54 on Ed Reach. Summer prep for games next school year. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, May 26, 2012. Ed Gamer is part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. Una gran voz. You, you said a big voice, Jerry. You said you weren't going to say it. But I said it in Spanish, so it doesn't oh, count. It doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> it was dedicated to... Did I just go through puberty there? I think so. A little bit. <laughs> okay. The show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll About give you time, the, by the way. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> we'll give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yes. My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is part of District 211, which is still in school. <laughs> My name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. I'm not saying my school district, but my school district and the neighboring school district are out of school as of yesterday. Boo. And guess what movie I saw today, Jerry? I don't know, The Avengers. Yes, I did. Did you? Was it any yeah. good? It was very good. Yeah. It was very good. It's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I think you'd enjoy it. I, in fact, I think I'm going to um, probably bring my oldest. I think she'll be fine with it. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it was, yeah, it was very, very cool. And there, you have to stay uh, through parts of the credits at the beginning and then all the way to the end at the end credits. That's what I hear. You're like the third person that said that. Yeah. You got you to gotta stay. Are you, are you okay there? I'm fine. It sounds like you're rubbing up against that. No. I know we've had heavy winds today throughout the state of California. <laughs> Didn't know if you were moving outside. And, yeah. No movements here. No movements. So, yes, I am out of school. Jerry is not. Just because I'm better. Yes, that's, that's what it is, Jerry. <laughs> uh, but as I was telling Jerry before the show, I, my calendar is packed. I, I have three training days uh, because we're going to one-to-one and but part of it's not even one-to-one mm-hmm. it's basically mm-hmm. the oh stop uh i no, i'm just saying my calendar's packed too with with uh what was i doing oh it's this thing called school for two months <laughs> uh, yeah i'm going back to school yeah. mm-hmm. I, i'll be back at school mm-hmm. those three mm-hmm. days okay i mm-hmm. guess we need to move on mm-hmm. so the whole thing is the whole purpose of today's show is to talk about well what do i do this summer so if if I want to play games next year, you're like Zach and Jerry because we get this, you know, we get we get this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do I need to do if I want to integrate games within the classroom? And it's not an easy question, and it's different for each person. And we just kind of jotted down a little list of of what uh, of what we recommend, and it's kind of just putting together all the stuff that we've done so far with the show, but mainly a lot of our interviews and what we've, you know, I've learned so much in the last year and uh, my teaching is, is, is changed because of it, of what I've learned. This is kind of my own little uh, uh, learning network, <laughs> you know, and that's what I like I, that. Yep. You know, it reaches that. So, you know, it's kind of like my weekly uh, professional development, 
you know, talking to Jerry, talking to others in this in this field. And, uh, you know, by the way, we are working on on expanding our um, our network, aren't we, Jerry? We are. We are We're trying to. We, we are in in progress of trying to get up to Madison, Wisconsin for the the GLS conference mm-hmm. uh, games and learning and society conference. June 13th through the 15th, and then actively, I mean, we're kind of getting in, we're, we're trying to get in through what we'd say a press pass, which is, I kind of, I find kind of funny. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, okay, we're just, I'm just a guy in my basement recording a show, but it's, it's, it's more than that. It's, um, we're teachers. I mean, that's what I think of us as first. Would you, would you say that, Jerry? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited because, you know, for two reasons. One, I'm excited to just go meet more people and get out of my basement. And number two, um, because I, it's going to totally take me into a conference from a different perspective, which is, I think, where you're going with that. You know, ah. coming from not only the teacher perspective, but now we're coming from the, the what? press perspective. Oh, I, was good. I was trying to set you up with a Dramatic. meatball. Dramatic. Press. Press. Perspective. Yeah, thanks. Good. Well, it's, it's, you're, we're going in. Yeah, I, I want to learn, but how are we going to take this information and share it with others? Mm-hmm. So the other conference that that we're trying to work on getting to is Gen Con, which is one of the it's I think it's the oldest board gaming con- convention you know uh, in the United States. Mm-hmm. And last time I checked, I mean, there's tens of thousands of people that attend this in downtown Indy, <clears throat> Indianapolis, and I'm. I'm excited because one of the things that we're going to talk about is, you know, in order to bring games in your classroom, you have to play games. And I think sometimes we as teachers try to find the easy way. What can I do to, you know, get my students to learn? But we all know it takes prep. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And this is this is why I think I like the games because I'm playing a game. I'm preparing you know, I'm preparing as I'm playing because I'm, I'm learning the game. So let's get into this here. We, the outline that we have, and I'll just read through it quickly, and then we'll kind of go back and, and discuss it. But the first part is understand what you teach and what is expected. Common core, standards, and such. Um, what research is is out there, and what can games what can games teach or have our students learn? Uh, and then we have to play games. That's the third part is you have to know the games. If you don't know the games, you're not going to understand what learning is taking place. Now, even though I know we've played games many times, you know, and there's still new things that are learned. You still have to have a core understanding of what those games can do. And it's always fun finding out new ways. And it's usually the students that find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, map out the next school year. Uh, I don't know if you have curriculum maps with yours, Jerry, but yeah, um, roughly map it out and see what the best tools are for learning. And uh, so those are the areas that we're kind of looking at. So for for me, I'm going back to number one here. Understand what you teach and what is expected. I teach language arts. I teach reading, writing, and social studies. And Common Core is now hitting my reading and writing. And there's aspects within that for social studies. Uh, there's how to read and understand and comprehend uh, social studies materials. Mm-hmm. But the social studies common core standards have not been released. So I have to go with what the state of Illinois has given me. And there's national standards too for, for history. They're all very similar. 
Um, so I need to look at that. I need to understand what is expected of me. Do you have basically like a pacing guide or a, a map of what the district expects you to do? Yeah, yeah, that, that gets, you know, tricky. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I have qualifiers for so much of of my job because you know every time that i ask somebody from uh you know a general branch of education asks me this it's it's i have to qualify many of the things like some of my classes yes i teach classes that other teachers in my department teach so we have a you know a core set out set of ideals and kind of a map and maybe you know a series of projects that we're all going to do that bring us to the same place and there are some classes that i don't that are a little more on my own watch. So you could you could have the same goal. What, what's one of the main goals that you have for uh, your classes? Um, well, okay. So take um, I also teach extremely different classes because I teach from traditional right. photography to digital photography to, right. to ceramics and sculpture. To take photography, for instance, a goal is you know every kid in photography has to learn how to roll film, learn how to develop film, and learn how to use an enlarger. Okay, so you have, you, I think you've mentioned that there are five other teachers that do the same thing you do? Sure, actually there's there's like two in my building, and then throughout the district there's probably, um, you know, probably ten of us. Okay. that's a more common subject okay. in the arts. So, so you would have that goal to, to mm -hmm. process, to, to develop the film, but you might have ten different ways of getting the students to learn that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And as long as you all reach that goal, you're fine. Mm -hmm. that's correct okay so. and that's yeah in, in some of our more basic art classes you see that more because that's like a process so there are different ways to teach it but the outcomes right real same like you when you go to some of our art classes where you're teaching things like value and you're teaching things like you know a uh, color theory and stuff like that now you're now you're going to have a lot of different ways that teachers do that even throughout our district even in our school building because some teachers would be uh, inclined to teach fine arts. Some would teach commercial arts, um, you know, to be able to teach the same skill. Right. Okay. For social studies, one of the basic concepts is understanding the different forms of government. Mm -hmm. So we have, I don't even know, uh, there's got to be, in, at my grade level, maybe 10 teachers, around 10 teachers that teach social studies. Okay. And we might have, we, we probably do have 10 different ways of reaching that with our students, of understanding the different types of government. I mean, we learn, because I teach ancient civilizations, so we talk about Mesopotamia, we get talk about Egypt, China, India, um, Greece, Rome, and then we get into the European Middle Ages. So after we're done throughout the school year, uh, at the end of the school year, students should be able to understand the basic concepts of of the different types of of governments that's but we might have different ways of doing it so understand what you teach and what is expected and that's where I guess and I and I know some school districts Jerry are a little bit more tight on how how that is done oh Sure. I, you know, you got to be at this the... place, you got to do this assessment, you know, and we're moving towards that, you know, common assessments. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, even in subjects, you know, I know a lot of people look at something like math and be like, <clears throat> um, you know, many teachers are handed a textbook. And 
this textbook says, okay, you're going to be in chapter one, week one, you're going to be in chapter two, week two. And so I think that's where a lot of people lose the opportunity to fit games in the classroom because they're, you know, they're so stuck in that. But we even have that in art. We, you know, we have one of the schools in our district is incredibly rigid to the point where it's like, okay, you're teaching this skill first and you're teaching this skill second, you know, and, and you literally get handed a binder at the start of the year. Yeah. And, and this is what you're going to, this is what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's that's where you really have to understand uh, what is expected of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next step um, is research. You know, what is the research out there talking about games? What can games actually teach? And we will have a couple articles linked uh, on the show notes. One is games and learning, teaching it as designing, and that's uh, James Paul G article and the other one's jane mcgonigal uh four traits that define a game that's the best name i've ever heard what's that jane mcgonigal isn't it's i'm trying to i like it it's got like an awesome ring to it there's i'm gonna look it up before i even say anything but uh yeah i'm i'm thinking of there's a character i think in a (laughs) show that's something like that but um so we have the james paul g has like 12 different areas that of what games can teach i'm not going to go through it. we've talked about these before mm-hmm. um you know you have well-ordered problems um you give players the tools there's there's instant feedback you know those are important things uh that that students need to have and and what we struggle as teachers you know i, I grade an essay or a test it might be a day or two before I give that back and and kids are in the society today where they they want that instant feedback yeah um so and that's kind of goes with the four traits that define a game from Jane McGonigal it's uh you know there's a goal there's rules there's the feedback system it's instant and then the voluntary participation which that's a whole that's a whole nother uh level for me Mm -hmm. is you know, because that that gets into differentiation where a student chooses to do a game. Um, so getting into the research, understanding what are the different ways that games can teach. Well, in order to be able to see what those are, those different levels of learning through a game, now you need to play the games. You really need to go out there. And this is where I think some teachers just, I think some of them want that quick fix. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, oh, I want them to learn these math lessons. Oh, there's games on that. Just just go to the website and do that. And then the teachers don't play the games. Uh, I would say more than some. I actually think that's an understatement. I think that's most. Yeah. I think, I think it would be shocking to find the number of teachers that have played the games they're making their students play. Now, I have a funny feeling, though, also that the people that are probably listening to this podcast – are the ones that are playing games. And yes. Not, yeah. Yeah. We're not preaching. You know, it, it's, and we see it, and it is tough. It is is definitely tough to have the time to be able to do this. Sometimes, you know, everybody look, kind of looks for an easy fix, but this is one where just like the subject area that you teach, you have to know your subject. Well, you also have to know the tools that you're using, and if games are going to be one of those, you have to play those games, and. The one that I'm really going to get into this summer is uh, Minecraft, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, Joel's got me hooked, and hopefully, um, you know, I'll get into that 
uh, a lot more this summer, and then I can start seeing the avenues that these games could be used. Uh, but you have to play the games. The only reason why I can use Civilization um, in my classroom, Civilization 4, is because I know the game. I know it, how it reacts. I know what you know what happens along the way. I, I know every aspect of that game, and it makes it an effective tool for me because I, because I know it. Um, I have to have the same thing with Minecraft or any other little games that you might use in the classroom. You as a teacher need to play the games. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. You know what the teachers need to do in order to use games in the classroom? What? They, they need to play the games. Play the games. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if we are going somewhere else. There. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little scared. I was, trying, I was trying to trick you there. No. Okay. That was a tricky one. So now that you've played these games, you have multiple games out there that you've played. It could be simple things. It could be board games. It could be card games. It could be, you know, little flash games. It could be um, what Lucas Gillespie does, World of Warcraft, uh, Star Wars, you know, The Old Republic. It could be any of those. Don't do Diablo, even though it's awesome. Don't use Diablo in the yeah. classroom. Please don't, don't use Diablo. Don't. And we didn't. Don't say Ed Gamer said use that. No, <laughs> did not say to use that. Um, now you need, and in most cases, I think most school districts, you have a map of what's going to happen the, the next year, and roughly put these out and and figure out what am I what am I teaching? When am I teaching it? Okay, now what tools can I use to bring in um, to the classroom? And we're all at different levels. Are you one to one, Jerry? Uh, okay. I'm the, uh, the yes and no. <laughs> okay, you're in a different boat because you have computers already in your classroom. Right. I was gonna say I'm old school one to one, and where you know where yeah. where each kid's on a computer for some classes. For some classes, I am not. Right. So we have some schools that um, I know. Uh, some schools have Macs. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, some schools just have little netbooks. You know, my school district has kind of Netbook Plus. It's a newer generation of netbooks, and it, actually, I think they'll be able to run Civilization on them. They don't have CD-ROM drives. I got to figure all this out, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic, <laughs> you know, of how to figure that out. So you have some schools. I've, we've had teachers e email us and uh, say that I can only run Civilization three because our computers are so old. We have some places that don't have computers. So, like I mentioned before, you know all different types of games that you can use. So you want to figure out which tools are the best, and you need to also know what you're capable of doing, whether it's a video game or cards or board game or whatever. Agreed. Um, and like I said, yeah, it doesn't have to be just that type of game. So the one area that really has changed for me this past year, um, you know, I've understood differentiation. I've understood, you know, how that's worked. But my progression of that understanding has is, is grown to where, and I think the Boise State uh, 3D Game Lab, that whole idea of, okay, we need to understand how to, uh, we need to understand different types of government systems. Well, you could have five different lessons working on different styles of learning, and the students can choose which one that they, that they take, what path they take in order to learn about the, the governmental systems. And that's where I'm at now is that, okay, I'm teaching a lesson. Here's a couple options for you guys to, to the students to do. One could be a game. One could be, you know, just reading and, you know, writing a paper. That's where I'm at. So, 
Jerry? I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that makes perfect sense, and that's, you know, that. I don't know. I'm I'm stuck on the game web too. I uh, I really, I really had I really enjoyed the time that we spent talking about that, and I'm really searching for the best way that I can fit your kind of experience points and the experience points of everything into grading in my school right. because my school is totally trying to redo grading and i realized that i have like a, a one-year window to get these ideas in wow. <laughs> before we come up with with you know one solid thing that they're that nobody's going to be able to veer too far from because right. i because i you know i really think that that's I think that's huge. Offering multiple, like you said, multiple ways we can, you know, if if teachers, and we said this earlier, if teachers can each have a different way to get to the end, mm-hmm. you know, the the end point, what whatever our standard is, right. then why should we not offer those different ways to all students? Because right. really, what it is is that's that's students wanting to learn in a different way, and just because there's only one teacher in the classroom. We shouldn't just offer one way. If we've got multiple ways from different teachers, that would be better for right. all kinds of students. Oh, yeah. Why are we not offering that in right. every class? And I think the game web helps that because it, it allows, or the, the game web concept, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm saying, it allows so many more, so so many more varieties in learning. Well, do you, it just popped in my head. Uh, did you ever do tic tac toes? Uh, like for choice. Not like tic tac toe the game. I was about to say I played tic tac toe. No, the like projects or you have I'm a winner. What? And I'm a winner. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Well, you know where they have choice. So you have a list of different activities that the students can do, and it's like on a tic tac toe board. Okay. And there's multiple ways to do it, but it, it kind of reminds me. You know, I think computers are giving us a different way to do tic tac toes. They're kind of modern day tic tac toes, and and you, you want them to be varied and I think games can be one of those but I also don't think all teachers need to use games because if it's not comfortable to them they shouldn't use it um, in, until they are comfortable yeah that could, that could be the worst possible scenario right you know because oh. then you get a teacher and a kid that's burned by a game you, yeah. <laughs> you know doing it wrong is and not to but see at the same time we don't want to discourage anybody I think we talked about this in the last couple of weeks is Starting small, you know, but not not getting in over your head, not deciding, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put in a grant for 36 Xboxes and I'm going to teach, you know, Diablo three next year and then just have it blow up, you know, because I, I don't I don't think Diablo is on the Xbox chair. Yeah, sure it is. Seriously. I don't know. Let's check that out. I think it's I think it's just PC, buddy. Um, Maybe not. We're looking. Diablo 3, Xbox 360. Is it on this? Seriously? You know, I'm such in the PC world. Seriously. Is that what it says? Uh, Has it pre-order? Okay, so it's out on the PC, but it's coming out to the Xbox? Are you seeing that, or are you just making this up? Diablo 3 feels better with Xbox 360 controller. Okay. So it's in development. It's coming up. It's in development. Okay. That is kind of like... There's not yet a USA release date. Um, um, okay, so that's, that's fine. Um, close. So I was trying to think of the most egregious game that could be taught. Uh, um, 
what's the one? Miami. Um, oh my goodness, where you're robbing people. Yeah. Are you are you talking about Grand Theft Auto? Yes, I am. You know call it Miami Vice. Oh my goodness, my brain's fried right now. Uh, you know, between the two of us, we should both be off the air at this. Yes. Point. Yes. I'm making up games for systems that don't exist, and you're mis confusing 80s shows with bad video games. Well, it was a great video game. And you know what came to my mind when uh, you had uh, Jane McGonigal? You know what? The first thing that came on my mind, it just, I was like, isn't that the cat? It was like, because I didn't get into it, but uh, Star Trek Voyager. Uh-huh. It's Catherine Janeway. So it's Janeway and forget it. I was thinking, who's the, who's the Jane ape lady? What? Who's the, the Silence of the oh. Apes? Nope. <laughs> Jane Goodall. Wow, you we are did that. Went around a big circle. Going around in circles and we're beating this. Okay, so let's go back and, and kind of summarize. Understand what you teach and what is expected. Uh uh-huh. research. Understand what games can actually teach. Then you play the games. And Jerry, what do they need to do? They need to play the game. Play the games, yes. Map out the school year and kind of decide what the best tools are. And it doesn't have to be a video game. It can be any type of game because we we definitely know that there are schools out there that uh, might not have the technology. And you know what? My kids love board games. Mm -hmm. My students love to play board games. Um, And then the differentiation can lead to your path of using games. Not all students want to play games. So you have different ways of learning a certain idea or concept, Mm -hmm. a goal, and if a game is, is a, a, tool, a good tool to use, then try it. Don't use it just to use it. Say, Agreed. I've used games in the classroom when it really was not the best tool. Agreed. I think that's it. That's pretty good. Not bad. The fact that we talked about people and games that we just couldn't come up with the names. <laughs> I'm just, just Sorry. Sorry, folks out there. Okay, it's my brain is still not fully rested from the end of the school year. Well, I'm sure you have lots of time on summer. Right? No, I am like tomorrow. I'm I'm in a I'm in training. I'm mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to be trained. Mm-hmm. Just thought mm-hmm. I'd let you know that. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you for listening mm-hmm. to this week's Head Gamer podcast. I'll be in school tomorrow. You'll be in school. Uh, please follow us on. I'll, I'll be in school too. Mm-hmm. I'll be in school. Mm-hmm. I just, I just coughed. Okay. Use my mute button for the first time ever, I think. Okay, please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. I would like to wish a happy birthday to Montana. This day in 1864, it was organized as a United States territory. Oh, okay. John F. Kennedy's birthday's on the 29th. Yeah, but... And, of course, it's Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Drive safe. And if you're in Washington, D.C., there's something called Rolling Thunder. It's going on. Huge bike rally. No, don't, don't, go, don't go there because it's a good... It did. No, that was that was a bombing campaign by the United States over North Vietnam. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the roller coaster in Great America. Oh, no, I'm talking to... See, I teach history. So. Yeah. Don't like, even go there. I'm like, what, Great America? Are you now... What if Great America was a sponsor of our show? Is that, Did they have a roller coaster called Rolling Thunder? Yeah, sure did, buddy. That's just not good. That's tacky. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>